Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Sense Show, and we're really glad to be with you. As you know, we come to you on a variety of outlets, our podcast, thank you very much. You'll be hearing this also on uh, YouTube, and additionally, we'll run a segment of this on our radio show, an uh, abbreviated segment, and uh, that'll be on Red State, uh, Global Star, and KYH, and all their affiliates, so broad coverage here, and guys, thank you. We're growing because you are making us grow. Thank you so much to our audience. Hey, we're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. But take this broadcast and share it so we can amplify our power. We have with us today Colin Plume from Noble Gold. Yes, that Noble Gold, the one where I always like to say, hey, I used to just be an advertiser because I thought they were a real reputable company and did a good job. And then I started looking at all the people that are helping and go, I need some of this. And I've been back to the well three times, and soon it's going to be four. I'll give you a little tip. I'm buying some silver. So this is that noble gold. And uh, we have Colin Plume on, and I'll tell you, if you want to know the direction cash is going, precious metals is going, and where the twain shall meet, we are going to be getting into all that today. And hopefully we can give you some direction for where you need to be going with your money and how to protect the assets that you have. Hey, Colin, welcome to the show. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you too, Dave. It's it's been a long time, and and obviously there's a lot of things that have happened since we last spoke. So I'm excited to uh, to get back on the show here. Well, unfortunately, we have people in Congress that aren't spending money like drunken sailors. They're spending money like the whole drunken navy, and <laughs> and, and I'm worried because I know my wife and I we have to balance our checkbook at the end of the month, and we understand the consequences, and it's kind of like they're clueless about what they're doing to our buying power and everything else. So I'm going to just kind of throw that to you and let you run with it. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of uh, nuances to this, but the big picture is uh, we have a federal debt uh, ceiling of about $28 trillion. Um, we've risen our debt ceiling uh, and people don't realize how often this happens, but since World War II, we've risen our debt ceiling a hundred times, um, and obviously we're we're in numbers that we've never thought we would hit. And I think you know when you think about 28 trillion right now, before this infrastructure bill um, is passed, it, it definitely sends shockwaves uh, when you when you listen to these numbers. And you know, you and I talk about this a lot. When is enough enough? And Obviously, we've been able to keep this charade going of debt for a very long time, but obviously there there will be a point when the world won't take on our, our debt anymore. Yes. Um, so, you know, we have that situation and they need to increase our debt limit. I mean, that's something that has to happen. We we are going to exceed that $28 trillion in debt. So that's that's the first sort of shocking thing. And and then, you know, what is the trickle-down effect of all this debt? Now, <clears throat> obviously, inflation has been a big conversation uh, for everybody, and everyone's sort of talking about how this this debt really affects us, and it really it, it affects the value of our money, our our fiat money. Our fiat money is going to continue to devalue at a rapid rate, and I believe that we will go into hyperinflation without a doubt there's no there's no doubt now because we've we've given the government license to do things that that do not make any sense we had last year we had a lot of government bailout we had a significant and now 
we're going to be, you know, almost doubling that in, in one year from, from last year, which was a bailout year, basically. Yes. Um, and it reminds me of, of what we started to do in the early 2000s where, you know, we, we obviously were in multiple wars. We were in a lot of different situations and we just kept adding on more debt to that process. And once the government, once banks realized that they can keep interest rates low and people will accept it, people will accept 0% returns in a savings account, they've never turned back. And so that's why when people say, you know, the Fed's saying they're going to raise interest rates a little bit next year, so what? It's not enough. It's this is this is pittance in terms of what they should be doing, because people know today that putting money in a savings account, in a bond, and any all that good savings stuff doesn't make any sense. No one can survive with the debt we have now. A million bucks in retirement in in five years will be a joke. Uh, that's that's how bad it's going to be and so you know these are things that people that are watching this are really getting scared they're really getting nervous you're even seeing hedge fund managers billionaires buying gold in droves i mean they literally cannot get enough gold and so i i think the the writing is on the wall right now we did have a great flash crash over the weekend in gold and silver because we had this great jobs report from Friday, which was basically, you know, hospitality. I mean, not real jobs, not real jobs that really are going to make anybody a living. These were all, you know, above minimum wave jobs, which, you know, it's good, but it's not jobs that are going to really kind of move the needle. So you have this jobs report come out. People, you know, are feeling strong. So gold and silver had this crash over the weekend. And, and, you know, what we're seeing here at Noble Gold, I talked to my two of my top salespeople, and they were saying that, that this is whale season, that this is what happens. When you have these pullbacks, you have the larger investors, you know, the high six-figure investors, the seven-figure investors coming in because they know that this, you know, they're buying gold and silver at a bargain price right now. So right. it's, it's, you know, it's a situation where it's a sad situation that we have to go this way. But truly, it's a reaction to, to the, where our money is. Our dollar is, is just going to continue to be devalued with this it's system a mess. that we have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you used a phrase, and I just want to make sure just for the uh, some of the audience that may not be familiar with the phrase that we define the term, when you said flash crash, um, how does that apply to what's going on? Well, we had a we, over the weekend, we had a quick gold and silver pullback. Um, we had, you know... 80 cents in silver, uh, $40 in gold, and you had this flash crash over the weekend, and, and the market's already started to move uh, back up because the market's closed. So you had this flash crash, plus you had a little bit of a pullback earlier in the week last week. So a flash crash is when the market really, you know, you have profit takers, and you have some probably, you know, hedge fund guys coming in and just take some quick profits, and you see these quick pullbacks. But we know, you and I know, we're, we're long-term players in precious metals. You can't mm -hmm. buy – you're not looking at a commodity to, to hold it short-term. you, you got to plan to hold it for you know, five years, six years, ten years. So in the grand scheme of things, these flash crashes are great because people that are sort of been on the market, you, know, you have a lot of these dollar-cost averaging people that buy every quarter – they come in and go, oh, this is a good buying opportunity. I'm going to buy some gold and silver right now. Um, but for the, you know, the timid investor, they they look at that and say, oh, well, this is a warning sign that the market's going to crash. And yes. Gold and silver are going to be gone. Um, but it, it it doesn't fundamentals of that don't make sense because the prices of goods have everything that people need and want 
everything in a limited supply has to go up in value with the system that we have in place. I mean, you know, interesting thing like this whole lumber situation, you know, the lumber cost last year went up 400%, right? But, but the reason it went up is because it's not that the actual cost of lumber went up. It's just that we couldn't get it out. We didn't, we didn't have the infrastructure. The sawmills couldn't keep up with demand because people guessed wrong. They bet against the market. They, they didn't realize that actually U.S., people in the U.S. were going to double down on their houses. They were going to add an extra floor. They were going to add – they were going to fix that roof. So they bet in the wrong direction and so you had these huge you know, prices go up and now it's sort of coming back down to earth. Um, you know, prices of lumber have come down. But it reminded me a lot of last year when people would call us about gold and silver and they would say, I've been buying silver eagles for the last five years. I want to buy some more. We were like, wait a minute. Don't buy silver eagles. We got 100-ounce bars, 1,000-ounce bars, kilo. We got other products here that are 35% cheaper, sometimes 40% cheaper. You can get more ounces with these other products. So we, we knew that the price of these silver eagles would come down, but at that moment, it really made sense to move into some of these other products. And we, you should have seen that I've had, I can't even show you how many studies of people last year where they called us, they were gonna buy Silver Eagles from a company and they called us and they got like hundreds, sometimes thousands more ounces of silver because they went in products that were just more cost effective. And so you went, you went with the bars? We went with the bars, yeah, yeah absolutely. That only makes sense, yeah, go with yeah. volume when the price is dropping too. Yeah, and, and I love U.S. minted products, and I, you know, I'm a big fan. I always, I love to buy silver, but at that time, you you couldn't buy those products because they, the U.S. mint couldn't keep up. The price went through the roof. So, listen, silver was still a good buy. I mean, silver dropped to fourteen dollars. People were buying silver at you know fourteen fifty, fifteen dollars last year. Now we're even with the flash crash, we're still you know at a pretty significant gain from where a lot of our clients bought silver last year. So obviously they're really happy, but you know, this is timing for these things and really understanding the market makes sense. So my analogy would have been, you know, and I talked to people last year is like, I had friends who were like, Oh, I want to put a roof on, but the guy keeps coming back every week and telling me a different price to put my roof on because the cost of lumber is higher. And I said, listen, if you don't need to put the roof on right now, you should wait because obviously we saw what what happened lumber prices are not going to stay where they were forever it was just a it was a um, they were just clogged up they couldn't get they couldn't get enough lumber out so it's really getting it in the nitty gritty that's that's really important right now in the in the economy in my opinion i want to bring up a, a something i've read about and i think it dovetails right into what you're talking about with that and it's the debt to gdp ratio Mm-hmm. And I wonder how you see where America is at with that right now and what the implication is for our country and for our people. Well, what I've read is we're, I mean, the numbers that are reported is we're at about 103 to 107%. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, those numbers, you know, if you look at 10 or 15 years ago, um, we were in the, you know, 80 to 90% range. So we're teetering on the range of countries that have been um, insolvent or countries that have ran into situations where they've had problems, like Spain, for instance, who's had incredible debt problems, who's had, you know, Spain's had issues where their bonds um, were, were in a situation where they, you know, countries were not accepting their bonds anymore and they were calling in the notes 
and there's a lot of famous stories in the last 10 years about uh, hedge fund companies buying those notes for pennies on the dollar and then basically calling in that debt and saying, well, if you don't pay this, we own some of Spain. We, 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 the collateral is the country. The collateral is, you know, the Gaudi Museum in, in Barcelona, for instance, or, you know, other, you know, pieces that are owned by the government. And so we're teetering on that type of situation. Where, what number does, do people call in those, those numbers? Because I, I guarantee you, if you went out today and you tried to get a loan and you are at 105% of what you make and you want to borrow against, you know, if you make 50,000 a year and you want to get a loan for 55,000, I guarantee you that loan's not coming in too quickly. So mm-hmm. there is a point where I think the, the debt stops. We can't continue this, this train. Uh, is it at 110% over, is it 115? I don't know, but I, I think to go above what we're bringing in annually um, and borrowing against that is a pretty scary thing. And the other thing to keep in mind, consumer spending is way up. Consumer spending is way up this year. Um, is that because from, of the pent up demand because of the lockdowns? I, I Yeah, I think so. I think people are, are feeling more confident and so they, um, you know, they're, they're out there spending. Consumer debt is way up. You know, it's, you know, this year I look at this year to last year, I think it's interesting because, you know, gold and silver did really well last year. Um, we obviously people hunkered down a bit. They were a little smarter. Consumer debt was down. So you saw a lot of these common sense, as you would say, uh, financial policies come into effect. There were people who were just living, you know, below their means. And then this year, debt's high again. People's debt is high again. So we're running dangerously close to what happens when you see a collapse i mean this these kind of frothy Mm. spending situations you know you have the the stock market at all-time high you know and and what why are what are the fundamentals for people to be spending at these rates right now in my opinion there's not jobs are not as secure as they've been um you know companies are not as strong as they were so it's it's really just a reaction to what you said. People are just getting out. It's summertime, and they're just spending again. They feel like everything's going to be fine. But you know, I, I think last year taught us a lot, and I and I think being way overzealous with spending is 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 not a good position to be in right now. Well, and you know what? I'm going to share something with you. Um, this is first time I've said this on radio. Uh, But you can take this to the figurative bank here. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I've been speaking with officials and also with uh, citizen groups in northern Arizona. Um, The Yavapai County, Mojave County. Aggregates, probably about 350,000 people total. Mm -hmm. And in Yavapai County, the most conservative county in the country, in my estimation, they have shut down their walk-in county services you cannot go into a county building now and do business Mm -hmm. and uh, this is this is huge for a conservative community four million dollars in pandemic care money in a time when the state's fully open here in arizona went to mojave county and this is saying we could be headed for some more serious restrictions maybe even a lockdown Mm -hmm. and i'm just saying this is fertile territory for precious metals do you agree yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's, 
I think when when you know flu season comes again, there's there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to hunker down again, and you know depending on whatever happens, you know out there with with schools and a lot of different things that could happen out there, uh, you know I think we're we're in a transition period, and and I'm concerned uh, about I'm concerned about consumer spending right now. I, I definitely think it's in, moving in the wrong direction. I mean. You know, one one thing that came out that was sort of shocking was the the, the cost of these uh, shipping containers coming over from China. You know, it used to cost two, three thousand dollars a container. Now they're costing twenty, twenty-five thousand, yeah, yeah. thirty thousand. Um, and these big companies are paying it because they know that this Christmas people are going to be they're going to go wild again. You know, they're going to start. They're just breaking out the piggy banks. And, and using money that they probably don't have. And as much as I, I agree, you know, we want to we want to get things that people need and want, and, and it's important that that helps with the economy. But I, I just I'm concerned that that people are going to be spending in all the wrong wrong places, you know, coming into this winter season. Yeah, can I ask you a couple questions about that? Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, and I'm going to put this out there. I've actually told some people, and then I've had another economist tell me this too. That Dave, this is the time, because lumber's kind of stabilizing and other things are beginning to stabilize again. Uh, this is the time because the economy is in such a precarious position. Play it safe. Precious, either put your cash into precious metals, or buy what you know you're going to need. If you need that new car purchase and you can get a chip, of course, this is the time. If you're <laughs> right. gonna, put, if you really need that roof, as you were saying, or you need to have that second garage uh, that you've been planning and put off because of lumber. It's approaching the time where buy what you're going to need before your money won't buy anything and then take the rest and put it into precious metals. How do you feel about that approach? Yeah, I agree with you. And I I think, you know, one thing that kind of being in the precious metals industry, one thing that jumped out at me, part of the reason that silver was so hard to get was because the the silver purchasing of silver jewelry rose rose last year over 300 percent. The the price and uh, the buying of beauty supplies skyrocketed and and everybody was at home sort of in this not feeling great about themselves sort of scenario right so they they made these um, sort of impulse purchases but you know the thing about that that's scary for me is that that silver you silver jewelry you you melt it out you turn it in you're getting you're getting 15 10 to 15 percent of the actual value unfortunately um those gifts don't they don't create wealth right they they don't do the the things that you need them to do now buying silver coins and bars you you know if you bought them at the right time last year you would have nearly doubled your money so that that low cost low entry point investment really pays kind of sort of dividends in, in the end and that's those are kind of smart things so you know, I, I think what it is is that you're right. The car situation is smart. Like electric vehicles, the cost of electric vehicles is is going to continue to rise. There's going to be a demand for these. That we're moving in this direction. So if you drive a lot, you need this car. You're going to do it. Get that electric vehicle. There's going to be new. Uh, at the end of the year, there's going to be more options. Next year, there'll be more options from there. We're moving in that direction. You know, the government's got all these programs. You can save money on taxes. So, you know, getting that kind of buy, I agree, is, is buy because that's that's a buy for the future. You know, that's a 
buying something like that, you can ride it, you can drive it, you can do all the things for your family. Those things are going to pay out in the end. Um, but yeah, I think that these these impulse buys are, are the thing that's that's sort of scary. And, and so it's it's really kind of hunkering down now with with retirement accounts and and sort of looking at your future. And you know, right now a lot of people are in a, a transitionary period. You know, they may be looking to buy their first home or their those things, even with prices high, getting into your getting a home, starting that journey is a good thing. Now, one thing I would say, you know, people in my company ask me this too: is is with my 401k, can I use that money to buy a home? And you absolutely can. You're basically just borrowing against yourself. And I know the markets are really crazy out there in a lot of places, but for people that need a little extra cash for that down payment. That's something to look at. You got that money. You got you know fifty, hundred, two hundred thousand. That four hundred and one k. You can borrow that money to help with the other money you have and, and buy a home. Those those are things. Yes, they may be expensive. Yes, you're looking at prices. And they may seem astronomical. But locking yourself into a home, getting yourself locking in that mortgage for the future at these incredible rates to 2.65 2.75 uh it, it makes sense it's okay you're going to be it stay in that house be prepared to be there for 10 15 years right it, maybe it's not perfect you'll make it perfect so these are things that that i hope people do and and then you know looking at gold and silver as as another option just sock it away you know i'm a big believer in the sock it away strategy and, um, you know, I've been doing it. My fr- I've been getting a lot, lot of friends and family have been kind of jumping on board this year, which has been great. People that I've been preaching to for 10, 15 years about precious metals and finally realized that, you know, it's a good place for them to be. So it, yeah, it's, it's it been is. a transition year. Mentally, and, I think people are yeah. changing them, the, their minds. Your staff educated me very, very well. Um, they said they wanted to make sure I knew this isn't a purchase you make on Friday, double your money on Monday and get out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, so, it, and they were very, very clear. And I said, yeah, I kind of look at this as minimum five, 10, 15, 20 year until you really need it because the economy implodes on the other side with cash. Right. And your fiat currency just goes ballistic and hyperinflates. Yep. And I said, that's, that's why you have it. And they go, yep, that's it. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about too is uh, uh, um, Bitcoin. Um, mm, yeah. Bitcoin is all over the map, and the infrastructure bill is really kind of targeting it, and I wonder if you could it give is. us some reaction to that. Yeah. I uh, So my digital money is uh, our cryptocurrency trading, self-trading platform, um, and we have been launched for the last um, 60 days now. Um, so for anyone that's listening that wants to put Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. Uh, we have eight cryptocurrencies. We're, we're going to be releasing another 10 in the next 90 days. Um, so if someone's looking to buy that in their IRA, we can we can do it. Um, I you know I said when Bitcoin was teetering at 30,000 that you know I really see the next. I, I, I saw 30 as a floor in my opinion. I think that's psychologically very similar to to the $10,000 number that it was at. Um, you know, over a year ago, um, about a year and a half ago now. Um, but I like, I like, I, I think we're going to see Bitcoin hit 60,000 pretty soon here. Um, we have a, a having of Bitcoin coming up in the near future. And if you look at a lot of the, the charts, um, 
there's it, it it's hard as much as you can buy it easily on a lot of these platforms a lot of the bitcoin the major players um they're they're holding on bitcoin they're they're lending it out but they're not they're not getting rid of the fundamentals they don't want to sell so i think as long as you see them continue to hold firm uh on bitcoin i think that that will continue to, to, to keep the price up. You have all this institutional demand um, coming into the market. And then the big thing that I think will turn it this year, in my opinion, is there's a number of ETFs that have applied to be approved and none of them have. So my big breakout moment, in my opinion, this year will be like when PayPal accepted Bitcoin last year and that mm-hmm. shot up the price past 60000 I think that the the ETF market accepting Bitcoin this year, or or having um, cryptocurrencies eligible, um, you know, with these different funds, I think that will will send shockwaves through the market because fundamentally, an ETF in cryptocurrency has a certain number of options to invest into, like um, an ETF that invests into, let's say tech for or you know is going to typically buy apple right some of the big names they're going to have like some of the, the the big strong companies an etf in that is fundamentally going to be in the cryptocurrency market it's going to have to buy bitcoin it's going to have to buy litecoin it's going to have to buy ethereum and then it's going to buy some speculative cryptos right so it can get that higher return some of the newer ones polka dot cardona it's going to buy some smaller ones but it's going to buy the stable ones and really for first-time investors coming in that's a great place to be anyway um is, is to buy bitcoin and ethereum and litecoin um so i i'm feeling very good about the etf market getting into cryptos and and then you know that being said so when those etfs are buying bitcoin they won't be able to sell it. They'll have to hold it, just like a lot of these major players today. They're going to have to continue to hold it because they're not going to be able to swim in only speculative assets. That's what makes it an ETF. They have to buy safer investments, and then they balance that out with the riskier ones. So uh, that was sort of a long explanation, but I, I think – No, I got it. That makes perfect yeah, sense the, to me. Yeah, the ETF market's going to send some shockwaves for, for cryptos this year. There's going to be a rise because of the who's coming into it, but there's also going to be a stability because of the way they have to operate. I got that completely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. How, you know, let me tell you another thing that I heard early on about the infrastructure bill, and I haven't heard it lately, and I wanted to get your reaction to silver. I was told the pent-up demand for silver and how it's artificially been held back will explode with the infrastructure bill. I don't know if you share that belief or not. Well, if it you know it's getting stripped down over and over, but it, they're definitely moving in a direction with with Biden. I mean, basically day one coming out for the Paris Accord, so he's moving back in that direction, which that's you know climate change bill, which means solar panels, energy efficient vehicles, reducing carbon emissions. So you had him do that a few months ago. Now you have this infrastructure bill, which is focus on a number of things but one of the things it's focused on is also ev vehicles for the government right this is a um you know a push towards moving in that direction is having more of the vehicles electric when those things pass then the question is is how are they going to get all of those vehicles electric right now when people can't even the pent-up demand for electric just from consumers is already extremely high so i think that it will push the price up and then you just have states 
that are i mean obviously you're having you know blackouts in a lot of different places energy shortages so we're going to see the solar panel uh, um, move continue to happen for for energy costs. California came out aggressive and was going to make every new home structure or commercial anything in the in the uh, retail space was going to have to have solar panels. They've kind of stepped back from that now. Now there's we're not there yet, but they're moving in that direction. So I, I do think that that bill, if they can keep those things in the bill, will be positive. Coupled with you know the other things that Biden's sort of been been working on. I think he's he's definitely moving in a in a green. Uh, so this direction. is a novice question. When you're talking solar panels, you're talking uh, silver. Silver, yeah, silver's in in solar panels, um, and and you look at how much silver we have and how much is above ground. I mean, to to fulfill the U.S. and China um, solar panels EV, we don't have enough right now. By and even if we took all the artifacts and all the silver coins and bars that people were holding themselves. We took all of them and melted them down. We don't have enough right now. So the idea that silver is going to be sitting in the twenties for the, you know, foreseeable future seems unlikely. Um, I I just think, you know, that $50 silver price um, really is a number that I think it's going to, it's going to balance because you look at other, commodities you look at platinum and uh, or excuse me palladium went through the roof um because obviously they changed all the catalytic converters so palladium went through you know hit three thousand and above you know silver is really the one that hasn't popped and yes it has something to do with the amount of silver there's more of it and it's a little bit easier to mine than those other metals but in, in the grand scheme of things there's still not enough out there so we're uh, we're selling a lot of silver um you know my wife is a I mean, she, this, our house would be filled with silver if it was up to her, but there's, there's, there's only so much you can have, you know, on hand at some point. Yeah. You know, well, listen, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of holding myself out here is what I'm sure a lot of the audience is thinking because I'm moving away from cash as much as I can. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, we're going to make the necessary purchases, nothing extravagant. We've always been kind of depression oriented conservative, even when we started making decent money, but, but, um, we're going to really move into the precious metals thing and so if if i when i call noble gold this week which which i'm doing when my wife gets back she's on an out town trip with my son but when she gets back we're going to call um is the recommendation going to be to buy the bucket the you know the gold silver and bitcoin and various uh, uh denominations i mean what, what's the recommendation today well, listen, silver is a no-brainer. I think gold is undervalued with this when you had this crash over the weekend. So if if you don't have any exposure to gold, I think it makes a lot of sense right now. You know, cryptocurrencies. I always, as much as I I love them, I buy them. Uh, you, it's always with caution because it is it does move. Um, a five percent movement up or down in a day happens almost eighty percent of the days this year to give you an idea so when i tell people that it's volatile to give you an idea the stock market and uh precious metals typically move one to two and a half percent probably averaging around two percent in a day so crypto is more than double that in in a regular day on an average you know five five percent um, obviously, there's days it goes up 20 or down, but that average uh, volatility is about 5%. So 
that's a big number. You know, five percent uh, in anything is, yeah, is a large is number. So so sure. people have to be comfortable with that. Now, one thing about my digital money, our crypto trading self trading platform that we put into place, is that for the swing trader, you can actually set pricing based on parameters that you want. So let's say right now you go, hey, I want to buy Bitcoin at forty thousand. And then I want it to sell at, you know, 43,000 while I'm awake, I'm sleeping, doesn't matter. We have a trigger option where you can do that, set it in advance, set it and forget it. You know, one of my favorite infomercials ever. And you can do that right from the beginning. So and then you once it hits those parameters, you can continue to do that. So for people that that like that volatility um, and I have clients that are doing that, that are, you know, taking these you know, eight to 10% swings over a week or two. And, you know, if you imagine eight to 10% swing in your favorite monthly, um, you can really imagine what you can do uh, with Bitcoin over, over the long term. Now, obviously we have clients that are just buying it and holding it too. They're hodling it. But if you're looking to be a little bit more active, um, we have that option and that's all tax deferred. So all this Biden stuff that everyone's talking about that they're going to come out with crypto guys. They are. They're going to if you have it in cash, you don't pay taxes. They're coming after you. But in your IRA, you keep it in the IRA. It's tax deferred. So you would avoid all that grief and still have all those gains and you keep all that money until you retire, which I think is a great thing. So if you set this up in my digital money and I, I am familiar with that, but um you basically set it up through an IRA and that makes mm -hmm. it tax deferred so you don't have to yep. worry about the IRS knocking on your door. Exactly. So you you know, you let's say you're making 20 30 40 50% a month cuz you're actively trading it in the IRA, all those gains stay in there and then you just continue to move that money and grow over time. And you know, if if let's say you do it for a few years, you get bored of it or you're not happy or you feel you know the market's not strong, you can always move it back in the stock market or gold. But uh, it's a way to, for an active trader, you can take advantage of it. Or if you're just looking for some exposure, you're like me that thinks that you know Bitcoin's going to hit three, four hundred thousand dollars, and you just want to get some exposure there um, and not day trade it, you can do that too. Mm -hmm. um, but but when it hits the number, which I recommend, you know, set it at a number just in case you're not watching it. Set it at a number that you like, and wake up in the morning, and you could have a pretty phenomenal gain in your IRA so that's so do you control that, that mechanism where you set the absolutely. number okay yeah yeah absolutely so you you're kind of there. your own broker your own broker now we, we have a staff you can call us if you forget your password or the paperwork I mean we're there for all that right I mean we're, we're here just like a Nogal same stuff we're, we're there so unlike Coinbase where you know people are calling us and oh, I gotta hate these guys and I can't I can't remember my password. No one is how you're, you're going to get all the service like you're getting a noble gold, but you're going to be able to actively trade it, you know, in there or just, you know, buy it and then hold it, you know, depending on what type of investor you are. So it's, it's a really great product. We also have a play money account in there too. So if you want to just test it and not buy anything with money, you can go in there, use the exact same system for free. And that's an option also. That's really interesting. Well, to me, the way you're kind of describing it, if you want security, long-term security, and as a buffer against inflation eroding your retirement, gold and silver is still the way to go. But if you're looking yeah. for a little more risk capital approach, as they'd say in the market, right. uh, your, your tolerance for risk is a little higher than, than you go for Bitcoin. Yeah, absolutely. And Dave, we also, for those people that don't have an IRA, we will have a, just a straight cash 
account available for my digital money in the next 60 days. So someone that doesn't have an IRA that wants to do it that way. And we also will do the tax reporting just like we will in the IRA. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you have big gains in a year, you're going to owe money. You can, you can go online and just you'll hit a document next year in, in February and you'll have that document. So we'll do all that. It'll all get done within the system. So if you, you know, double, triple, quadruple your money, you want to be able to just give that, you know, document to, to your uh, accountant or figure it out on your own. We'll have that available there, which, you know, was a big thing with, with a lot of people kind of early on as they hey, said, Hey, I don't know what, what do I owe? How, how do I pay? Well, we'll have that documentation. Okay. So you do, you do basically, uh, with the 1040 for lack of a better term but you yeah, do tax, you yeah, do the we'll tax, the tax okay that, that's yeah. that's good that keeps yeah i'm very careful to stay out of trouble with the irs but Absolutely. The, yeah, the, the one thing that, that i'm wondering here if you don't have an ira and you say, but I want that tax protection. Do you guys set up the IRA? Is that typical? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can. So, you know, the rules are the IRA are this. You have to be working, right? That's the first rule. Mm -hmm. Second rule is you can only contribute a certain amount to a retirement account. So if you're if you're working at a job and you're putting all the money in there and you're maxing that, you can't do an IRA also. You know, they don't let you do both. So, but let's say you're working somewhere, you're self-employed, you can absolutely start an IRA you can put, you know, five or six thousand dollars into a traditional. If you're self-employed, you can put more, depending on your income. But yeah, we can set those up. Those are really easy to do, um, and we can do that all day for you. And you can call in, and and we can go ahead and and uh, help you out with that. So if you go to the website, you can log in and, you know, give us a call. So that's, so we do do it both ways. You can do that with Noble Gold too. We can set up an IRA if if you don't have one. You can set up an IRA and buy gold with us also. I love that approach because this gives backing to your uh, to your IRAs. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and it's diversification, right? I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of people lost their jobs last year or went in a different direction. So, if you are now working at a job, that four hundred one k is going to be in in the market. It's going to be in equities, stocks. That old one could be in crypto or it could be in gold, depending on what you want. So you can get that true, you know, diversification. And I think that's what people are looking for right now so when you retire you got you got some options and mm -hmm. if you look at every scenario out there having options for income when you retire is the best way to retire having all your eggs in one basket is definitely not the, the most exactly way. like people are doing right now with cash and, mm -hmm. and I'm desperate to get away from the cash trap but I want to do it the right way why I'm asking all these trivial questions but I will tell you this I guarantee you my listening audience that is looking to get out of cash, they'd be asking the same questions. Absolutely, yeah, um, absolutely. I wanna ask the disaster question, okay? And I know it's hard to do crystal ball stuff, but I'm gonna give you the big what if. The debt to GDP becomes unbearable and we can no longer service the debt. Maybe it's 120% uh, you know, debt to GDP and everyone's saying, well, sorry, uh, we're not taking your dollar anymore, we're not taking your bonds, okay? Um, how are people who are going to be in these alternative investments like gold and silver and, and crypto, how are they going to, number one, sit financially? I think I know that answer. But number two, how do they monetize, in a practical sense, their preserved wealth in an economy that's failed? I know that's a yeah. hard question, but can, can you yeah. try answering that? Well, it's funny you said because I had a, uh, one of my sales associates last week ask me, if that scenario happens, how will he get paid? Which I thought was a great question. Right? It is. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about here. And 
um, you know, I have set up for for the company. We we have gold and silver in reserve in the event that something happens that we that we're not using dollars anymore so we we would be able to pair employees for a pretty significant amount of time uh in in precious metals and and i think that they would be thrilled to to receive that but how as, do you use as, that to pay your rent for example well I, it, it, that's a great question and i think the way that it's always been is that no matter what even when we went off the gold standard there's always been a market for for gold and silver there's always now at that point, 1933, there was sort of a black market. But now, since 1971, gold and silver are out there. We have a market for gold and silver anywhere in the world. And I can tell you this, is that when the dollar's gone, things go back to, to bartering, right? I mean, that's that's what happens when things really go bad. And so, in every scenario, gold and silver is an asset that makes sense. It's the perfect fungible asset. It's the perfect fungible asset because Anyone can verify it, anyone can test it, and you can know the value of it anywhere in the world. And there are very few assets that have this sort of capability that they're they're easily to be traded anywhere. People can test the value of it, and you can get it down to a value that makes sense. Now, obviously, gold and silver will skyrocket, so you know it'll be hard to make change because silver will be very valuable. That's, yeah, that was my next question. Yeah, that that's really the the fundamental flaw of it is just getting it down to a, to a you know a value there. But you know we've always had you know assets that didn't necessarily equate on both sides, um, and so I think the important thing is that you'll have an asset that is desired. You're going to have an asset that is wanted. I mean, people when they're you know, looking at surviving and putting things away, they put things like alcohol and different things of trading and bartering with. But, and, and those could be great for a lot of the population. But there's, you know, there's going to be certain people that don't drink; they don't want that. Um, so there, there's always been this difficulty with, you know, the fundamental trading and bartering. But I can tell you this: is that if you had to trade you know, a small amount of silver for groceries or you had to pay your landlord in silver and silver's going up seven, eight, nine, ten percent a month, there's not going to be any landlord or any business out there that's not going to want to accept. There's that. your bartering. Yeah, that's your bartering because you don't pay right? full I mean, value because you don't want to give them all the appreciation. Right. And so that's that's what will happen. And I guarantee the market will accept these items. And that's because people will want these items will be more valuable than than the other items out there. And it's it goes along to what did people do in Germany after World War One? You know, they, they had the wheelbarrow inflation. And, you know, obviously there was a point there was just a limit there and they had to they had to transition because people just stopped you know, taking that, that currency. Um, that's what, that's what could eventually happen here if we continue to go to this level. And, you know, I hope we're not having a conversation in a year from now that we're at 115% debt to GDP ratio, but it's hard for me to believe that we're not going there. Well, as long as we have the people running the white house that we do, we need to be prepared for that eventuality and hope it doesn't happen. But with regard to something we talked about earlier, and I'm sorry for all the picky Yunish questions, but I guarantee you, uh, I know how my audience thinks, and they'd be asking this too. What you said earlier about buying bars as opposed to coins made a lot of sense. It made the sense of our conversation. But when you're getting into having to use the uh, the, the, the the currency, the, the gold and silver as a purchase currency, 
it almost makes sense to have some coins too. Well, it, you can get bars that are small, and 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 co- so coins. To be a coin, it has to be done by a uh, a mint of a government. Yes, a round could look identical to a coin, but it's made by a private mint. So you know, tomato, tomato. I think that. Listen, if you are you know barting and trading with silver eagles, obviously there's you know people can identify them and they they know that. But I also think if you had a uh, half ounce round or a quarter ounce round of silver and it had a, a major mint on it and it had 0.999 and you could test it, that would have the same sort of legitimacy. And mm-hmm. you know, also you're going to need those in the situation we're talking about too because if we're talking about silver hitting 75 or $100 an ounce – um, you know, the silver eagles are going to be priced out too much. You're going to need smaller items to, to kind of trade and barter. The other items that people love during those scenarios would be junk silver, which is it's a bad term, but basically coins that were in circulation, um, you know, quarters and half dollars and dimes until 1970. Uh, up to 1965, those are 90% silver. So those could make a lot of sense for trading and bartering, and those are really popular right now. We've been selling a lot of those wow. uh, junk silver bags. So there's a lot of different ways to, to kind of go with it. But in, in any way, you're going to be in an item that people want and figuring out a way to trade and barter with something. You always want to have leverage and to have the best bartering instrument to have a, a, a something in your possession that is desired and is continuing to go up in value regardless of if it's too big or not it's still going to be a win for for a consumer in the end so i, I yeah, think you're that, still doing the right thing that's absolutely i couldn't agree with that more we've kind of gone the full gamut and i'll tell you what i guarantee you a lot of people are going to listen to this interview and take notes they're, they're gonna i mean I, I you know i know i'm going to go back and say make sure I heard everything right because the one thing is too is every time I get paid now it comes in in cash and mm-hmm. I'm not like that NFL player that took taking his entire contract in Bitcoin which I thought in was Bitcoin. really interesting yeah. but, but with regard to my payments I get cash you know I get money to the bank which is really cash and I'm gonna start converting that faster than I get it because I need to deplete I don't have a lot of cash but I need to deplete most of what I got I don't trust it yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're, and and I think as we we grow more over time, as we see more, and it becomes more and more apparent that we shouldn't be going in the direction that we're going right now with with our economy. We just we we're we're in a in a very scary situation, and people need to protect themselves. And it's, and people just don't trust the Fed. They don't trust what the government's doing with their money right now. And so this is a reaction. This they shouldn't. Colin, yeah. you know, it sounds conspiratorial, so I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'll just put them in my mouth. But the entire campaign, I heard Trump say, this is what I've done for America. This is what I'm going to do for America. And and he did. He, he made good. He, uh, uh, record low unemployment for blacks, for Hispanics, and for women, and, and equivalent uh, wage price increases. Just fantastic for, for so many segments of our population. But what I heard from the other side was not what they were going to do for us, what they were going to do to us. And everything Mm -hmm. they've done since then, we're taking away your cars. We're we're, we're not going to be energy independent, so you're going to pay so much more for your gas. And we're we're going to take away this, and we're going to take... This is all I hear from them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all what they're going to do to us. 
Right. And and I don't think we can trust anything they do. And and I look at what you're offering here in our discussion is basically centered around this premise. The smart person stores food and water. The smart person also does what we're talking about here because we need to get independent of this corrupt system. Right, exactly. And I, and I think that your show obviously has grown for a reason, right? It, it's grown because people are – they're hearing it. They're telling their friends about it, and and it makes sense. And you're always studying. You know, it, 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 when you talk to people, you know, the hours and hours and hours of research and time that that goes into it. So, you know, I really thank you. I, we obviously haven't talked in a, in a long time, but I appreciate all the work you're putting into the show and, and the research. And and I think that's why it's grown. Is people just they realize that you're you're gathering the information, you have the experience. And you're giving it out in a way that people can understand. So I appreciate you. We're trying to help people. And and I'm going to say this again. I started the conversation out by saying this. I was an advertiser for Noble Gold because they were reputable. My customers were happy. I got good reports. And then I started to look at my own finances and go, whoops. Uh, Hey, hey, doctor, heal thyself. And uh, Hmm. I said, I need to, to, to really make adjustments. And so and I called Noble Gold. There was absolutely no pressure. I had to ask all the questions. And uh, I just got really factual answers. And I said, I need to do this. And then I go back for tune-ups. And, yep. and people, I'm telling you right now, if you keep your money in the bank, you're going to get killed. It's just a matter of time. I can't tell you the day, but it's going to happen. Yep, absolutely. Well, and speaking of, I'm spe- sorry. Speaking of good things coming to the mail, we got a, a nice little gift coming your way in the next week or two, too. Something uh, to I've me? been trying to get my hands. On. Oh yeah, something I've been trying to get my hands on in, in the silver world that it's been hard to guess. You got a, you got a something coming to the mail that I think oh, you're gonna enjoy. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I got to tell you, my wife is so happy since we forged an alliance because we get all these little sample things here. My wife, oh, this is so cool. And, and, yeah. and so, the samples know, we, the samples Nova Gold sends are the samples that people keep. You know, no, these, aren't no the, kidding. these aren't the samples that people, you know, if you get a lot of tchotchke stuff that you have to promote, this stuff you actually want and keep. So it's fantastic. Uh, but okay, here's the deal. We can't tease the audience because I, if they have any assets to protect at all, you don't have to be a millionaire. But if you got assets to protect and you're too cash heavy, I'm going to let Colin tell you right now how to get involved with what they do. Yeah, give us a call, 877-646-5347. Um, and, and I'll say I got – I was talking about this t- uh, – to uh, two of my really top guys, Josh and Zach Ward. I got these two brothers. Uh, give these guys a call. I don't usually kind of select a few, and obviously you've worked with Hope before, who's our director of sales. But she's great. Give these give these two guys a call. They uh, they've been in the business. Uh, Zach was actually he was actually in the pawn business before he started working for us. So he's been collecting for a long time. These guys are knowledgeable about gold and silver. The two brothers. So ask for these two guys. I think I can't imagine that you'll be any happier than you are today because they will give you so they'll they'll talk to you for so long about gold and silver. You'll you'll probably have to hang up because they love it so much. So no, they do. Give, they don't push you. That's the thing. I no. thought I see why when I when I did my first inquiry call to do business, they answered every question. They were patient. But the thing is, is I never got pushed. I had to like yeah. move the needle for the to close the deal. 
Yeah, no, we, we don't believe we, we want to do business with people for a long time. So at the end of the day, we want people to make their own decisions. We give them information and they, you know, if they need time to think about it or they call back, that's, that's important to us because we're building relationships for the future. And so we don't believe in, in, you know, pressure or anything in that genre. We, we let people ask questions, get comfortable and, uh, it's, it's worked well and, and, you know, building relationships like ours has been, has been fantastic. So, you know, just call for good information and, and we'll give it to you when you're ready. We'll be here. Yeah, that, exactly. It's just fantastic. I want to give out that number again, 877-646-5347 and say, Hey, you heard Colin and Dave, you know, on the radio talking about this. I mean, even if we didn't talk about Noble Gold, I got to tell you. The stuff we went over today is information that everybody needs to know. Yeah, absolutely. And the yeah, message, and was, run from cash. Absolutely. And it's always fun, Dave, and it's always fun, and I appreciate it. Yeah, thank, hey, thanks for coming on, Colin. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And All right. ladies and gentlemen, highest recommendation here. Thanks, Colin. All right, thanks, Dave. Have a good Take one. Care. Bye-bye. Welcome back, and uh, that was exciting. I tell you, you can see why I do business with Colin Plume. He, this guy is right on top of things, but... I'm hoping what you took from this today was the fact that there's differential places you should put your money depending on who you are, what your needs are. But the one thing we all agree on, the worst place to have the bulk of your money today is in the bank. You don't know the hour or the day of the collapse. You just know that it's coming. We can't absorb the debt. I mean, we're, we're right now on the verge of passing $6 trillion of more debt, $200 billion of pork, to the Communist National Education Association. And we're going to absorb that? I don't think so, folks. And we're really close to runaway inflation. We're at a 40-year high. 80% of the country is blaming Biden in the polls, but they're not doing anything about it. We're just laying down and taking our beating. It's really, really sad. So anyway, you heard Noble Gold. Get a hold of them at 877-646-5347. I want to remind everybody, too, we still have that great special on with the food storable food and you don't want to waste any more time with this folks i mean the idea if you need it or not that's not even open for debate anymore only the ignorant don't know that and you're not ignorant so what do you do go to preparewithdave.com take advantage of the 25 year shelf life 2000 calories per day restaurant quality but also ladies and gentlemen here's the really really important thing hello (laughs) hello 25% off the four-week emergency package, and you order that all the way through your order, and you're going to save a hell of a lot of money. Additionally, we're brought to you by the sat phone. My greatest fear is being out of communication when the poop hits the fan. You don't have to be. The sat phone will survive. Find out more by going to this number. Call this number now, 855-980-5830, 980-5830. Tell them Dave Hodge just told you to call. And also, one more. If you have food, you better have water. And on the fifth day of a crisis, the Naval War College says that waterborne illness has become the number one cause of death. Don't take that chance. Don't take the risk. Go to waterwithdave.com. And by the way, this 40% off while supplies last. But also there's research there that you can compare the Alexa Pure Pro water filter that we represent there with the competition, and there is no comparison. So those are the sponsors, along with Noble Gold, that brought you today's show. And I hope you really benefited from and you need to really look into what you're going to do with your money. It's not 
making the money that's as important anymore is what you do with that money and where you put it. Thanks for joining us. We're going to see you back here in the next broadcast, and we got some great, great guests coming up again. Thanks for being with us. God bless all of you. <music>